and that we love a chat. We love to help and that's a fact. So we have made it our mission to find stuff out. From diagnosis and education, slimming out of your frustration. Chat to folks who've been there too. Collect it together and share it with you. If you know someone we should speak to, send them our way and that's what we'll do. We like to have our sensory networks. You know what? Hi, welcome to the Sensory Matters podcast. Today you've got Lorraine and Joel, because Jenny's not here today. Hi, Joel. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so you're okay, yeah? Yeah, I'm good. We're talking about sleep today, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, the importance of sleep, because sleep is really, really important. But I know a lot of people in our community struggle with sleep. Do you struggle with sleep? Uh, people might say I do, but I don't think I do. I, I would say you do. Uh, why? Because I think you like stay up really, really late and don't get very much sleep. But then I don't get up early, so it kind of I get four hours and nap during the day, so that's five or six hours. I just don't get it all in one go because I don't need it all in one go. And do you feel refreshed from that amount of sleep? I don't feel refreshed from eight hours sleep. Usually, if I have like four hours sleep I'm more refreshed than if I have eight hours sleep right so I suppose it works for you yeah it's also about sleep cycles Mm -hmm. so if you go to bed at four then there's certain hours where if you wake up you'll feel refreshed right but if you wake up between those hours you won't yeah see I go to bed I put the kids to bed at 10. We got, we all go to bed at 10. So I fall asleep maybe about half past 10. But I wake up at 2, 3 or 4. Yeah. And then that's it. I'm kind of like, I look at my phone, I try and do something to get back to sleep, and I never really can. See, that's like me, which is why I just go to bed later, because then I'll wake up at the right time. Yeah. But I think, I mean, they say it's important to get eight hours sleep. For some people probably it, it's just dependent on what your body needs some people need eight hours like you say you need four or five some people probably need like 12 yeah i'm this is what um this is what my old counselor said she was like it's a myth you need as much sleep as you need yeah i don't know whether she was saying that to make you feel better or <laughs> i know sometimes jamie can sleep like 10 to 12 hours and still feels like she's not had a very good night's sleep Mm-hmm. Well, do you remember when I said I wasn't feeling well on Thursday? Yeah. Last week, I slept for 10 hours. I didn't feel any better than if I'd slept four. Now, on Friday, Joe came home from school, fell asleep at half past four on the sofa, woke up at half past nine because I tried to make him go up to bed. Um, by 10 o'clock, he was wide awake. Stayed up till about four in the morning, then slept from four till ten, and said he was the most refreshed he'd ever felt in his life. <laughs> I think sometimes, like if I'm, if I've had a long day or I feel like I'm going into meltdown, then I need more sleep. But yeah. apart from that, usually I'm fine. Yeah, I find I need to sleep to recover from a lot of things. Yeah, I don't get a, I don't get a very good amount of sleep. I think I get about five hours on average. I'm one of those like, people that really needs eight. Yeah, like after, for example, at the end of each day at the autism show, I need sleep. Yeah. 
But then on a normal day, if it's my normal level of stress, I'm fine with four or five-ish. Yeah. But see, when we go to the autism show, as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm fast asleep. And I don't wake up until my alarm goes off in the morning. That's like the best sleep ever. But then that's like me. I don't struggle to get to sleep. Yeah. I struggle sleeping the same amount of hours as other people sleep. Yeah. I don't struggle to get to sleep. I struggle to stay asleep. But I think then that brings up an interesting thing of how do we help people? Like, what strategies help people get to sleep if they can't? Yeah, and there is. There's loads of strategies out there, and there's lots of things you can do before going down the medication route. I mean... One thing that used to help me was lavender oil. Oh, I've got one of those um, pillow sprays with the lavender on, you know, the ones that pop up on your Facebook feed. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called now, but something like this works. Yeah. Yeah. Because lavender's super relaxing. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a bath anymore. We had that ripped out in a shower cubicle put in. But I used to always run the bath and just put lavender oil in if I was having a bath. And it would just to try and make the kids a bit more sleepy. I just like the same way that people put cream on their body before bed. I just do it with oil. Yeah. And that helps. Yeah. What else helps? Um, well, having a good sleep routine. So I think it's really important that every day is the same. I've got one. But I think that's harder when you're an adult. You've got a sleep routine. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, so what uh, do you do? I, I had something else. Well, sort of a sleep routine. I always read before I go to bed. Yeah. Because. I think reading before bed is really good. If. You watch TV or something, and I'm not going to talk about the blue light stuff because it might be something or it might not be, and I don't know the science behind it. But in terms of TV or movies, they usually tend to end on a cliffhanger more than books do. Right, yeah. Like, unless you're reading a young adult book or an action book, not every chapter is going to end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Like it might just be, oh, she went to shops, chapter end, and then you can be like, oh, yeah, I'll go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to find find a place to pause. TV shows and movies are made to keep you watching more. Yeah. And the same with video games. Like, you're not going to stop at a certain point because you want to know what's next. Yeah. And you want to carry on going. Yeah. So you... I've got blue uh, blue light filters on my kids' mm-hmm. stuff, and that helps. Um, I don't allow TV before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe likes to read, but he likes to read on his tablet, and that's why I think the blue light filter is helpful. Mm-hmm. Jamie likes to listen to music. I listen to music as well, so I yeah. listen to music while I sleep. I listen to music while I sleep. I've got one of those sleep masks that block out the light, but they've also got the earphones in. Mm-hmm. So I block out a light and then I listen to music. Do you listen to the same music? Uh, sometimes it's usually classical, electronic, drone music. Sometimes it's folk music, but it has to usually have no lyrics. Yeah. So I've got this one album, a Brian Adams album. That's like my sleep album. 
and it's, it goes back years and years ago to when I was 16 and it first came out and I, I put it on one night and it sent me to sleep. But now I'm saying Brian Adams is really boring. He's not. I love him. <laughs> but he is boring. But... He's not. He's great. But that particular album sent me to sleep when I got it. And ever since then, it's been my sleep album. So there's this album, let me just find it, by Max Richer. He's a... He's a pianist and he's made this album and it's eight hours long and it's called sleep right and it's supposed to lead you so it's got different so it's got like a dream one then columbia's one then dream two then part three and it's supposed to lead you through the eight hours of sleep while you listen to it oh cool so if you put it on before you go to bed, yeah. then when you wake up, it's just finished playing when yeah. you wake up. Some, sometimes I listen to apps, you know, like rainforest sounds and things. I, find I can't it, do that. Oh, I love them. I think they're so helpful. That that really helps me sleep. But yeah, this album's fantastic. It's one of my favourite albums of all time. Yeah, that sounds really and cool. My brother bought me it on CD. Because they don't have it on vinyl, but it's only four hours, and I refuse to listen to it because I want the whole thing. Do you have a CD player? No. I was going to say I don't have a CD player anymore. <laughs> I've got one that I plug into my laptop. Oh yeah, that's cool. But yeah, and my brother has the PlayStation, which you can watch it on. But yeah, yeah, I think get the build up to going to sleep. If you have that routine of like, so my kids will have a shower, they mm-hmm. put their pajamas on, they have like do some reading. They have their medication because both my kids have got uh, melatonin for sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I make sure that they don't eat straight before bed because if you eat something straight before bed, that can stop you sleeping. I'm bad with that. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably are, but one of the things is not to have a heavy meal or to eat like 45 minutes before you go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, avoid caffeine and, you know, obviously this isn't my kid, this isn't for my kids, but avoid alcohol and caffeine and smoking and that sort of stuff. I have hot chocolate. Yeah, hot chocolate's good. Although, yeah, alcohol and caffeine. Um, yeah, while I was working the bar on Friday, I had, before going to bed, so I brought back a beer and jalapeno crisps. <laughs> and I woke up in the morning and it felt like the worst thing ever ever. Even though I, that's all I drank. <laughs> so yeah, I I agree with that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink to excess, but you know when you just have that one too many, mm-hmm. like that would knock me out. So I would definitely yeah. sleep. But I think you get to a point early hours of the morning when you start to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? Um... So we we do weighted therapy. Um, obviously we don't sleep with the weighted blankets. Um, but what we do is we do like 20 minutes before bed, just like as a calming down. Yeah. Cause I, I think the feel of a weighted blanket on your body, I don't know if you get the same sort of thing, but it's like a, a release of pressure. I feel it like from my toes, it goes right up and out of my brain. So I sleep in mine. I know I shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> and then when I went away, cause I went away weekend before last, I went up to Spain with Dylan. Yeah, and we stayed in Airbnb, and oh my god, I missed my weighted blanket so much. It took me oh. forever to get to sleep. Yeah, see, I'm fine getting to sleep. What I do is I put my weighted blanket down the side of my bed. So at like three o'clock in the morning, when I wake up, I'll pull it onto me, 
and then I'll mm-hmm. suddenly get a relaxed feeling and that will help me get back to sleep in the early hours. But I don't think mine is because I've got two. So I've got a cooling one, which I use in the summer. Yeah. And I have one that someone gave me, but they're a lot less heavy than I am. So yeah. it's not the right weight for me, which is why I sleep with it. Yeah. Because it feels like a normal blanket, just slightly heavier. Yeah. And I think that's that's it. Sometimes I'll just put, because Jamie loves fleecy blankets, so Jamie will sleep with loads of fleecy blankets on top of her duvet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's essentially the same as having a weighted blanket on. It's just the yes. feeling of all that, that pressure. Because I bought mine from Blankwill. Okay. Who are from America, and they do different ones. So now I have my cool one, which is great for the summer. Yeah. And then I have a velvety one. Yeah. Which was the one that was given to me. So I've got the gravity blanket, which is, is great, but it's not got a cool inside to it. And I'm mm-hmm. quite warm. Even in the winter, I'm quite warm. So I do find that one quite warm. Then I've got the um, the budget one that we do at Chewy Gem, which yeah. have a cover. So that feels really cool all the time. I find is that, that like, one with two sides. No, the one that's just the cotton. Yeah. Yeah, so it's cool all of the time. It's really nice. And then we've got the koala blanket, which is the two sides. So one side is a cool inside and one side's fleecy. Yeah. That's really good because you can use either side. that's something that i would have gotten before if i wouldn't known i would have said get me this one instead blank wool yeah i would would say about the koala blanket right does your weight blanket has them ties to tie inside yes and what we've done is we've attached buttons to them and does that connect better like staying um it's not staying in it's more doing it and undoing it right See, for me, with the gravity blanket, I tie them all in, and then within a day, lots of them have come undone. With- yeah, because you're pulling it wrong, because you're supposed to grab the corners to pull it up. Yeah. Because but, of the weight. With, with the koala blanket, none of it's none of it comes out. I tie them in, and they stay there until I wash it. Don't know. So, yeah. But, yeah, for people who have dyspraxia or struggle, if you tie buttons onto not the loop end, but the other end. Yeah then you can just loop them over. You don't need to yeah, that's a, tie them. that's a really good idea because you could do that. Say you bought the budget-weighted blanket, you could just get a quilt cover that fits and put buttons on it Yeah, and then connect any quilt cover. That way you can make it bespoke. So like if you Which wanted one? like Pokemon or something on it. Because my mum was like, you need to take them off. And I was like, I can't take them off. <laughs> I can't put them on. Yeah. You need to attach buttons for this. Yeah. Yeah, and it, now it's really funny if you take it off because they're all different colours, different size buttons because we don't have enough buttons. <laughs> on the Does your mum have a button box? Yeah. Yeah, We well, I haven't got one, but my mum did when we were growing up. It was an old quality street tin and it was just full of random buttons. Well, she doesn't have a button box. She has a big box full of just um, like uh, rope and stuff like that, random stuff. Yeah. Um, well, should we take a quick break and then come back and talk a bit more about what we can do to help with sleep? Yep. Yep. If you or someone you know struggles to brush their teeth due to sensory difficulties, you should check out the Ico Finger Toothbrush. Non-foaming, mild tasting, perfect for those sensory avoiders. Available from Chewy Gem UK, Canada and the USA. Now back to the podcast. 
so we've just had a quick break and we're back talking about the importance of sleep and what we can do to help sleep. Um, another one I was thinking is it's really important to have a, a really good mattress. Yeah. And a really good um, mattress cover on it. Yeah. Like like base sheet. So um, I struggled because when my mum put um, a like fleecy waist base sheet yeah. on my bed and I couldn't sleep with that because it was making me too hot. Yeah. So I think that's also something is like if you're too hot, it might be because you've got the wrong type of base sheet. Yeah. Or if your base sheet is scratchy, maybe you need a cotton one. If it's too hot, maybe you need like a like a more lightweight one. Yeah, and I think it's it's hard to tell people, you know, you need a good mattress and you need good bedding because some people might not be able to afford that. But if you can, I think it's really, really important. It's like mm-hmm. having properly fitted shoes. You know, like it's really important. But, I mean, even the bedding from like Asda that costs a pound or two. Yeah. That's lightweight. If you're hot, then you need this lightweight stuff. Well, we just bought a new mattress from Amazon, uh, a bamboo mattress, and it was only, I think, £77. And it's a king mm-hmm. size, and it's absolutely incredible. Where a king size mattress normally is hundreds. Yeah. But for me, like, we got an expensive mattress last time, and then Joe went through a phase of having loads of nosebleeds in my bed. And he's ruined the mattress. So when we came to buy a new one, I was like, right, well, I'm not going to spend a fortune because we've got dogs, we've got cats, we've got kids. Um, so I went for the £77 one, and it's the best mattress I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, but I think uh, that's, like, massively important. If you're on an uncomfortable mattress, you really struggle to get off to sleep, don't you? Yeah. And I think also, pillows as well. Struggle. Pardon? Pillows, if you don't have the right pillows. Because I tried those um, oh, memory foam. Yeah, and they're like big chunky and you're supposed to lie into them and then they take your shape and things but I found they were too big they're really hard as well yeah yeah I really struggled with them my dad has one and I'm like how do you sleep on this yeah I don't like them I ended up getting like this big v-shaped pillow from Dunnell Mill and it's fleecy and it molds to my body so I could like whichever way I sleep it's like having a little friend (laughs) You know what's cool with mattresses, because I, when I lived in India, I had a bad mattress. Italy, sorry. Is if you put a duvet on top of your mattress, sleep on top of the duvet. Yeah. And have mat- a duvet on top of that because it gives a softness to it. Joe sleeps on top of his duvet. That's something that he does. Um... So I used to have the mattress, a duvet, me, a duvet. Yeah, that's like Joe. And I think that is quite comfortable because I've lay on his bed before and I thought, you know what, this is super comfortable. Also, what I used to as a kid, because I wouldn't be able to sleep on my actress because it'd be sensory nightmare, I used to sleep on the floor as well. Really? I don't know if I could sleep on the floor. But when I was younger, I can't do it now, but when I was younger, my parents would wake up to me on the floor because yeah. like, my mattress was just too, too soft or yeah. I was too hot or whatever. Yeah, see, I think I couldn't sleep on a soft mattress. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I... Because Jamie's got a mattress and it's like... I don't, it's soft and hard. It's really weird, but you kind of sink into the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's too much for me. But also, I used to like like being low. Yeah. Still, I don't really like high beds. Yeah, I don't like high beds. And we got a divan and the divan's quite high. 
my so when I was sixteen, my bed broke. It was a wooden frame. Yeah. And all my friends were saying on there and it smashed. And for like four years I just had my mattress on the floor and it was the best thing ever. Yeah, I like mattresses on the floor. I think it's awesome having a mattress on the floor. But I don't know, for some reason it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. I think it's because we're told we should sleep in a bed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, bedding and mattresses there, you know, having the right ones are really important. Um, I think as well, if people don't want weighted blankets, stuff like um, fidget buns good as an alternative. Yeah, something that's um, like a compression therapy. Yeah. yeah. So if people don't know what fidget bum is, is I don't know if I'm going to explain this right. Maybe you it's, correct uh, me if I'm wrong. It goes around the bed. So you can go under your duvet and then it goes around the bed and you zip it up and it kind of just keeps you in there. And you can see the, the fidget bum, it is really good. Yeah, so it just kind of keeps you compressed. So, yeah. It's an op- It's like a weighted blanket, but you can get out of it. Yeah, and the other thing that um, I did when Jamie was really little, because you can't get weighted blankets in a really small size, um, mm-hmm. because at the time Jamie was in a single bed, but I bought a double duvet cover and duvet. So I put it sideways so that it really hung low mm-hmm. and it kind of gave that extra weight because the blankets were falling off all the time. The, the single quilt cover was always falling off where the double one stayed on and that really helped with sleep. So that's actually for making my bed. My base sheet is now a double bed base sheet even though I have a single bed. Right. Because putting fitted sheets on bed is, beds is just awful. Yeah. So that's a trick, is you get a double one and you just tuck it underneath. Yeah. And then it never um, pops out either. Yeah, I do that. I get one that's bigger than the bed. So Jamie's got a double and we use a king size. I've got a king size and we use a queen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that. My mum thinks I'm crazy. No, yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. Because I think fitted um, sheets never fit properly anyway. Exactly. Especially if you've got a deep mattress. They shrink as well. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you tumble dry. So what else? Um, how do we help stay asleep? Is there a way to do that? <laughs> I think every. I think it's important, like your daily routine as well, to help with sleep. So having some form of exercise, even if it's just going for a little walk or getting up and moving, um, and I think getting outside in the in the normal daylight. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of people, especially Jamie. Jamie doesn't. If Jamie can avoid going outside, Jamie would avoid going outside. But you need to have that real light, <laughs> um, because that's the difference between daylight and nighttime. To because uh, it's like your cursing levels, yeah, um, and natural melatonin and things. That's how how your body works. So if you're avoiding natural daylight, then you don't know the difference when it's nighttime. So your body's not thinking, oh, it's nighttime. I need to go to sleep. So I think it's important to get outside in the daylight. Apps like Pokemon Go, Harry Potter, whatever it's called. Yeah. The Jurassic Park one helped with that quite a lot. Yeah. Definitely. So because I play Pokemon Go, it means I go out every day and walk, and usually it's two kilometres every day at least. Yeah. I mean, also, it struggles with walking, so often I'll get the wheelchair and we'll go for a little wander that way. But I just think... Yeah. It is. It's important to distinguish between outside and daytime light, and then nighttime. And maybe to make sure that your bedroom's adapted to how you need it. So 
Jamie's bedroom's painted black. We have blackout mm-hmm. curtains in there, so it's completely dark. Jamie needs complete darkness to sleep. Um, we don't have any excess noise. So I remember once Jamie had this Harry Potter watch and it ticked too much. So it's like removing all of that sort of extra stimuli from the bedroom so that when it's time to settle down, there's nothing disturbing. Yeah, I think as well that... Um, what was I going to say? This is difficult with certain people, but not having lights in your room, if you can help it. Yeah. So it's different if you... For example, if you do need a nightlight or whatever, turning the hallway light on and closing the door, yeah. you still get that light, but it's different to having a light in your room. Yeah. See, I've got this, um, it's like a little light, and you put your charges in it, mm-hmm. and it's just got this tiny little glow, and you can switch it on, and it's a proper night light, or you can just have the tiny glow, and it's really good. Mine, I've got something similar, and you tap it, and it has three different lights on it. Right. So it goes up in brightness. Yeah. Um, also, what was I going to say? When you wake up in the middle of the night, don't check your phone and you'll be able to go back to bed quicker. Yeah. Because I found that, like, if I need 12 hours, I don't get 12 hours straight, so I'll wake up and go back to bed and then wake up and go back to bed. Yeah. But if I check my phone, that's it, I'm up. If I don't, I'm able to go back to sleep. Yeah. I think the other thing as well that I'm thinking about you is to avoid naps. If you want to sleep well at night, you should avoid naps in the day. But then I don't sleep any longer. Yeah. So then it's like a catch-22, isn't it? Because all the information says don't nap in the day if you can't sleep at night. But then if you can't sleep at night, the only way to catch up on your sleep is to nap in the day. But it's not that I can't sleep. is that I'm getting me enough amount of sleep in that time. Yeah. If I don't nap, I'm just getting one hour less. I think because if you have children that don't sleep as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, because for me at the moment, like my kids aren't sleeping either of them at the moment. Uh, We've run out of melatonin for Jamie and the prescription didn't come through in time. And it's a specialised item. So I've got to wait a few more days for that. So Jamie slept till two this morning. And then Joe doesn't... So Jamie can get to sleep but can't stay asleep. And Joe can't get to sleep, but he can stay asleep. So I've got both sides of it. So today I'm going to have a nap because I'm absolutely knackered. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, for me, like, with the naps, if I don't get that nap, I won't get that hour from anywhere else. Yeah. Like, at night, this is the amount I need. And during the day... So that nap in the day, does that not affect your evening sleep? No. No, you still get to sleep fine. I still get to sleep at the exact same time. I still go to bed at 2.30. So you've got like a really good routine. Yeah. So I go to bed at between 1 and 2.30. Yeah. Usually it's not usually past 2.30 unless I can't sleep. Mm -hmm. And then at about 5-ish. I sleep till between five and sleep, five and six, I'll sleep. Yeah. It doesn't matter what amount of time. It can be 10 minutes. It can be an hour. Yeah. I get up, but then I'll go back to bed at 2.30. Yeah. And that works for you. Yeah. Yeah. But then if I go to bed at 10, I'm up at four and there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. So... 
I think yeah. it really just depends. Yeah, I think it's all about routine, what works for you. I mean, in our house, like we, we all go to bed at 10. So Jamie will probably fall asleep about 11, where Joe won't fall asleep till maybe 1. Yeah. Then Jamie's okay getting up for school. I can wake Jamie up at half past 7 for school, no problem, where Joe cannot get him out of bed. I'm not a morning person. Yeah. And then, and for me, it's like I try and, so I'll go to bed at 10, try and get as much sleep as I possibly can until one of them wakes me up. And yeah, then it's right. dependent on what, like what, what mood they're in, how they're dealing with it. For me, the earliest mornings I have usually are the autism show. Yeah. See, I used right. to be a really early riser, but now I think because it's just had such a knock on effect that I'm so tired all the time. If I can sleep in on a weekend till like nine o'clock, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> Honestly, nine o'clock's like the best in the world. You know what time I wake up on the weekends? You probably like Joe. I don't go until eleven. Eleven. 12, one. Well, right. So Joe's like that, and I have a cut off of twelve that I'm, I don't allow him to sleep past twelve. But to be fair, I am working till at least two thirty in the morning. Yeah. Between, I either finish between 2.30 and 5 on a Friday and Saturday, so I have an excuse. Yeah. But my wake-up time is 8.30 your time, which is 9.30 my time. Yeah. Is when I wake up in the morning. Right. See, I have to get up half past six because I, I know. get Jamie's... Uh, food ready for school so it's like I've got this routine and I think that's where I get really caught out if I don't have a good a good sleep or any sleep it's trying to struggle through the day and that's why I feel really lucky that I work from home and today for example I can have a nap and then I can work tonight yeah um where a lot of people don't have that luxury also like when I staying with Lauren because she wakes up for school super early because she has yeah. to be there by eight I wake up with her yeah. And she's like, you look horrible. And I was like, you had no idea. Well, me and Joe were having this conversation about when he gets older and he gets a job. Because he said school starts too early. You know, they've got it all wrong. They start too early. And I was like, well, what happens when you get a job when you're older? And he said, well, I'll choose a job that suits me. I said, it's not really that simple. <laughs> but also, a job starts at nine. Well, it depends where I live. I live by Sellafield, which is a nuclear site. <laughs> yeah, um, so everybody works at Sellafield, the nuclear site. So you people there are up at like five, mm-hmm. um, and they they finish early. Like they start really early in the morning, but they finish at like three in the afternoon. Yeah. So like that's what a lot of people do that job around here, and that's what I said to Joe. I said if you end up working at Sellafield, you're going to have to get up at five in the morning. And he was like, "Well, that'll be okay if I like my job." <laughs> like. <laughs> But also, they start at five, they finish at three. Yeah. So just fall asleep at three. Like, it doesn't make a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you've got no other responsibilities. True. Yeah. Like, if like, you're a parent, you've got, because a lot of them will, like, pick their kids up from school and then after school clubs and dance. He's basically just going to turn into me. Yeah. <laughs> well, he actually wants to be a graphic designer and work from home. So he, he wants to be you. <laughs> but also with graphic design, like this is the thing. I don't see how graphic designers can work in an office because, like, I can't be constantly on my designs for five hours, six hours. Yeah. 
like I don't see how office environment is conducive to like creativity and creative agencies and stuff. Yeah, I think for some jobs that's it's yeah, I think being in an office environment isn't right and for some jobs it is so like if you're a receptionist or a secretary then being yeah. in an office is um that's the environment you need. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? Sleep. I think for sleep it's it's all I think it's all about your routine through the day. So I'm just trying to uh, summarize it now before we finish. Yeah. Uh, I think it's all about the routine in the day leading up to the evening. So it's about getting outside, doing some exercise. I think even like eating healthy probably mm-hmm. if you sleep if you don't eat healthy. Also throughout the day to stop you getting tired after lunch is eating something light. Yeah, and I think avoiding caffeine, people think that caffeine helps, but actually it's like um, you, you think at the time it helps, but really it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But saying that, if I eat anything after lunch, I'm sluggish. Yeah. Like it could literally just be a piece of apple and I'm just done. Yeah. But yeah, I think so. I think it's important to get that routine through the day. I think if, if you work in an office or something, it's important to go out you know, when you've got your lunch break or something and just mm-hmm. have 10 minutes outside. But also, if you don't smoke, you should, you're still entitled to that break. Yeah. Yeah, we always talk about that at work. Because if you smoke, people will go out and smoke. And if you don't smoke, you just stay in. Yeah. And you're entitled to five minutes, the same way as smokers are. Yeah. Like in my dad's restaurant, the people who don't smoke, are in. they say, we're going outside for five minutes, and they sit outside for five minutes. Yeah. So, I think it's yeah it's like because if you're working and you if you just sit there and just work and work and work then your productivity is not going to be as good as if you take that break that you need you can come back and look at it with fresh eyes also either you take the smoke break even if you don't smoke or you have to be paid for that time that you're working that the other people are taking the smoke break yeah well yeah I think, like, I think take advantage of getting outside so you're in that real daylight yeah, mm-hmm. so I think like it's, you've got to think about your whole day and how your whole day is affecting your night, and then your bedtime routine. I think sometimes it's important to do something before bed that's a bit more physical. Yeah, like even if it's just like I, I walk the dog at night. I quite like walking the dog at night. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's it's everybody's routine got to be so different, and I think I didn't realize how different a routine could be with that uh, until I spoke to you today how yours works for you if I looked on paper at how much sleep you got as a person I'd be like no that's not right but then speaking to you and it works for you so yeah. then something like that will work for others and it's all also, down to I do think one of the main things is avoid technology yeah I know it's now like a stereotype and everyone says it and everyone's like yeah 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 but just read a book or magazine yeah. or draw or write or do something else yeah because it also makes you more tired I think like because I went through I I haven't read a book for a while before but I've been doing the music thing um but when I do read a book I can definitely only manage one chapter you know why because watching tv is also passive yeah so you're not using you're not using your eyes in the same way as when you're reading a book when you're reading a book you're holding it yeah you got that weight you're moving your eyes yeah you're processing the information and linking it to information that you found before and afterwards. Yeah. With TV, you do 
that, but it's less often. Yeah. Because there's so much filler between. Like, you can turn off on a TV show and then come back for only, like, the bits that are important. With the books, mm-hmm. you can't really do that. Everything's important. Yeah. So I think um, if people tried that, even if it's reading, writing, drawing, like, even if it's just meditating or something. Yeah, meditation. Just, a lot of people that meditate, and that works for them. But I think before... Yeah, I think Pardon? before we go, it's important to talk about medication. Yeah. Um, because so, it's obviously best to try all of these things first. But if you're at the point where, um, if any of you followed Chewy Gem for years, you'll know that years ago I was in a situation where Jamie didn't sleep for like five days solid. Um, Jamie would be up constantly and then all of a sudden would just crash and sleep. And it affected school and it affected my work and it was just awful. Um, and so we got to the point where we just thought, well, we'll go, we'll go and ask for medication because that was the only option left to us. We tried everything else. And whilst melatonin isn't, it's not an amazing thing and it's just like, yeah, take it and they'll sleep. It really does help. It definitely helps. It gets us into a routine. And Jamie still doesn't sleep perfectly. And sometimes we go through phases where there's no sleep at all. But compared to where we were back then, melatonin has definitely helped and um, then we've gone through a similar pattern with joe where joe struggled to sleep so we asked for melatonin and he's on the smallest dosage of cursidin um it really really helps him so the one time i took melatonin it messed me up because i didn't have a get to sleep yeah and that's the other thing i know people that it's made them hyperactive do you remember me because uh, it caused me to have a super meltdown at the autism show two years ago oh yes yeah because i took it and i didn't sleep and when i woke up i was like why am i so sleepy yeah (laughs) so i think it had the opposite effect yeah and i don't think it works for everybody and that's the other thing we've um we've got like an emergency supply of something called fenagon which is when jamie's struggling it's like things like bonfire night christmas like really hard periods throughout the year where jamie will have fenagon now fenagon makes jamie does it just songs are out where some people it makes them completely hyper and until you try these things you don't know be prepared that if you do try them and they don't work it yeah there there are other side effects well yeah, i mean to I, be honest, I tried melatonin and it did nothing for me to be honest i was just like oh i'll take some of this person's melatonin and try it which probably not <laughs> the best no. thing to do i wouldn't recommend that no i like, got some melatonin gummies online and they, they did yeah. nothing. I mean, I don't know if it's because I bought them online and they're not prescribed, but they definitely didn't help me. Where Jamie, I'd say on and off, melatonin helps. With Joe, melatonin helps all the time. Like, I've noticed yeah. a massive difference in his sleep with melatonin. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you are at the point where, you, you know, you're at breaking point and you need something, then go and see your GP and ask for help. And also... Um use the other strategies we said as well as the melatonin yeah definitely i think always stick to all of your other routines and strategies and then just yeah. add melatonin in if needed and people who are on melatonin also take regular breaks so weekends and school holidays and things because i think i find that with jamie more than joe she gets a tolerance built up to it and then yeah. it stops working so we need a break and then start it again and it works better that way yeah yeah and when she's off it does it still keep like a placebo effect? It depends. 
Jamie's very much a placebo person, so I could put a vitamin in and she would think it's a melatonin and it might help her sleep. Yeah. She thinks that tablet is a melatonin. So, yeah, but if she's not taking it, what I mean is when she's not taking it, do you still notice the same consistency of sleep? Well, because when we do a break, it's usually when it seems to have stopped anyway. Okay. So we've got to a point where she's taking it and it's not working. So then we okay. just stop. And what I do in that case, if it's a school holiday, we'll maybe stay up a bit later mm-hmm. just to tire them out a bit more, like I'll do more in the day, more yeah. exercise, more, you know, up- upbeat activities and then have a break. And then I find that definitely when we start the melatonin again, it works like that. It's like an, in an instant. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, that's as much as we can we can do for today. Yeah. So we will be back next week. I'm not sure what's on, but we will be back. Yeah, back this next season week. Two? Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. This is season three. This season is episode three. two. And um, yeah, we'll see you then. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week. And thank you once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you've got time and you can spare 30 seconds, then go and give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps other people find our content. And we know that our content and our episodes are so helpful to our community with lots of hints and tips and interesting interviews. So go and do your kind deed of the day and leave us a five-star review on iTunes to help others find us. Also, so that you never miss an episode and you get a notification when a new one is available why not hit subscribe and that way you'll never miss us finally if you're not already a member of our fantastic facebook support group i suggest you go join it we'd love to see you in there there's loads of fantastic chat lots of peer-to-peer support from people in the same boat as you so go and search on facebook for the chewy gem sensory support group and let us know what you're thinking of our episodes speak to you then bye